0: Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week, Tony. I am so stoked for this episode. How about you?
1: Oh, I know. You've been talking about this for weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least for at least. weeks
1: at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> and now we're here. It's going to happen. It's about yes. to happen.
0: Yes. Well, let's bring them in. We've got my good friends, our good friends. We've got Howie Stretch from Newport Motors. Howie, how are you, man?
2: Doing good, Chris. Um, it's stoked to be back here with uh the man, the myth, the legend, Mister Mariani.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeff. What's up, man? Welcome back. How thank are you? you
2: guys? Thank you very much. I'm doing fantastic.
0: You know, a lot Thanks has happened me. since we last spoke on the podcast. Uh, probably, maybe a month or two ago. We'll yeah. get to all that, but first, how are things in general, man? How are you doing?
3: Uh, everything is going, I guess, per plan. I would mm-hmm. have to say um, we're we're. Uh, we're really starting to ramp up for our Island stuff and, uh, just excited that, you know, our, the plane is, uh, coming together, all of the, the permits and everything that we needed down in, in Mexico is all, um, coming together for those guys. So I'm hoping in March to get my first ride in that thing mm-hmm. down, down to, uh, the Island, uh, next month a little test. Yeah. A little test ride. So, nice. um, yeah, just, uh, very exciting. Starting to get some trips booked. Uh, we've, you and I finished the website since the last time we've, uh, spoke to everybody, so mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a, a good thing, you know, yeah. that, that we got going. Um, so calendar, Calendar's got a few trips on it for right now, but uh, just organically growing, you know, just exactly how I'd want it to be for
0: the best coming, way. coming back in, yeah. so Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to talk about the plane, but first, how are you? What's up, man? How are you?
2: I'm doing good. Been just freaking cranking. Yeah? It's uh, 24. 2024 is already... Almost two months in, it's nuts. <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy. It's just flying by. I guess that's what happens when you start having kids. Time <laughs> just kind of disappears. So, and it's it's true, man. It's it's wild, but it's pretty exciting. It's a fun ride over at Newport right now, and we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. Super stoked for to see out the rest of the year. We got some big products coming, and then it's not far off. We're gonna you know, be reunited all with one another in the industry at ICAST and yeah. all that fun stuff. So I'm prepping my liver right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Detoxing, yeah. huh?
0: For the first time ever, Tony and I are actually going to go to ICAST this year. That wow, is awesome. Yep, yep. It
2: is a spectacle like nothing else. I mean, I think the closest thing to it, and it's totally different because it's a consumer show, but Bassmaster Expo is probably the best. The biggest spectacle next to ICAST, like I mean, oh. talk about spectacle! That place, <laughs> this, it's the Super Bowl of bass fishing, and you wouldn't believe <laughs> that there's pro, that there's that anything could be as big as the Super Bowl or NASCAR. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. this is a big deal for oh, people. Yeah. So that's coming up in spring, and then that's like, you know, I think uh, that kind of
0: that, jettisons right into ICAST.
2: Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of starts riding that wave of momentum into like all the new product releases at ICAST and all that stuff. And ICAST isn't till July, but it's <laughs> going to be here before we know it. So I know that's yeah, just just pumped up for an exciting year, man. It's great, yeah. and I'm ready to go tuna fishing again.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Have you have you heard ha- of bluefin? Have either of guys have heard of bluefin out, uh, off the coast right now?
2: I heard of a little bit, you know. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna go do anything about it right now. But Not when with that, all this when, rain, when, when that uh, when that orca stuff was around, I took my wife out for a half day of orca searching. We found them within a couple hours and kind of kind of followed a pod from like Cardiff up to La Jolla pretty much <clears throat> over the course of a couple hours and just kind of just kind of cruised with them and. Orcas don't hold their breath that long, so they're coming up every 15 minutes for air. So they don't ever go down that long. It's not like a blue whale. Like, you'll see one, you see one dive, and then it's like, okay, let's wait an hour. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, these things. And anyways, I saw a few chippers of bluefin out there, oh. and we weren't that far off the beach. And it was hmm. definitely bluefin. Not a lot of volume or anything, but there was a couple little chippers here and there. This I mean was the
1: the water temperature offshore. It was like
2: sixty. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's not really that cold. It's not off. And yeah, I remember in years
2: past catching catching fish in November off the east end of Clemeny in like fifty eight degree water or something. They don't mind it. It's that's the that's a like spectacular thing about bluefin. Fifty eight degree water, seventy-eight degree water. If it's if there's food there, they're in it. Mm-hmm. So anyways.
0: Jeff, you have a you have a bluefin itch, don't you?
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're was probably down, in, down by you right now.
3: They they are. I was just gonna say, um, San Cantine area. Those guys were I was down there fishing a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about bluefin like fifty miles out from them. But the Ranger Bank too, right outside of Cedros, like it's that's a for sure thing they're there right now. <sighs> So that's where all the if the independents or someone gets one mm-hmm. yeah. anytime soon, like that's where they're at. They just don't say it. But
0: Well, we were supposed to talk about Cedros, but we can talk about bluefin. That, that's cool. Let's
2: that's talk cool. about Cedros. That <laughs> fires me <laughs> up.
0: Chef. Yes, sir. A lot's happened, as I as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have a freaking plane. Yes. That yes. we have I a mean, really fast plane. You sent me the video, when was that? Like maybe a month ago or so?
3: Might have been a month. And they keep sending me photos uh, as things happen, you know. Um,
0: I mean, legitimately, that video, I felt like I was watching Top Gun.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's... it's. I think we're all going to be really stoked. I mean, to walk across the border early morning, the, that's the program. By mm-hmm. 7 a.m., we've got to be crossing. By 8, we're f- trying to fly. You know what I mean? So that way, by 9... You're at the island, like ridiculous, one hour. One hour. One hour. He says. So That's is that a 500 mile an hour plane? He's he's talking 360 knots, 360 knots roughly. 400 so, miles an mm-hmm. hour. That's crazy. 17,000 feet. 17,600, just under the IFR rules, but we're weather will not affect us. Uh, it's you know obviously full radar, full everything on this plane. So we're taking off in the fog. We're landing over there. These guys, he's just ex-military, so for the government down there in uh, Mexico. So um, we have the best pilot that we could ever have, you know what I mean, by far. His twin brother is the mechanic. So, like, the, the team, <laughs> nice. their father is also, he kind of watches over the boys, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, no, the group is amazing. And to be able to get there in an hour, you know what I mean? Like, we're fishing that first day. Like, that's all that's included in our trip, too. Like, that's not, there's no extras for any of that stuff, like, I'm getting you down there to fish because that's what i want to do at the same time so
2: mm-hmm. you essentially get a, an a, an extra i mean i'll tell you the flight that i took or the series of flights i took <laughs> down there when i went last we still fished that first day mm-hmm. it was like an afternoon half day deal right but that one hour flight time is yeah. insane. You essentially yeah. get a whole extra three quarters of a day to For fish. Sure. I was yeah. gonna
0: say it turns almost into a full day. Yeah, and
2: then and then get back to because you're limited still by the you got to be back in according to the harbor master by six or something right five yeah five like to be back by five, <coughs> five mm-hmm. so getting there in the morning right you know I mean all you really need is two ro- like one rod you need a surface iron rod basically and maybe something heavy the bass rod that first day yeah. <clears throat> But man, getting in getting in that day and hopping on the ponga and just roping on big yellows off a... Of, well, I think we were fishing Punto Norte or something that first day. It was really windy. Mm-hmm. And uh <clears throat> man, I just remember <laughs> just just crazy iron fishing like bird school stuff. And, right. <clears throat> and it was it was like it wasn't nice weather, but I kind of, I kind of felt like that added to the sense of adventure. Like, yeah, just standing on the front of the ponga, I was like, yeah, this is my chance where fishing meets ath- athleticism. You know, I'm like, <laughs> 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 kind <clears> of <throat> just because it's
3: endless casting. You know what I mean? Like that's you have it's to be crazy. ready for that. So that's the first day. I try to keep it, you know, tell everyone keep it super simple. Like, don't get dressed up for me. Like, be kind of be ready be to be ready go. to rock. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like once we get to the uh, house. We're going to get you settled, you know, get you in the garage right away, start messing with your tackle. We'll get you into your room so you can figure out, you know, what you need. Um, Lulu will have some small food ready to go. The lunches will be packed, ready to go onto the Ponga. So on our side, we're ready. We're just waiting on you guys to get going. And so this, if we're there, 9, 9.15, by the time we're at the house, 9.45, because i got to get the, you know, the other guys, mm-hmm. send them on their way, which is also a nice thing, like – we're going to get you out of Cedros and you're going to be walking across the border by noon. You know what I mean? So you essentially have a half day. Once you get back, from that's a nice turnaround to, you know, do Whoa. whatever you want with your fresh fish, never frozen, you know, stuff like that.
0: So, so going back to coming in though, I mean, you're crossing the border at seven, you're essentially almost in the air by eight. It's almost like you're fishing up by
3: nine 30, 10. Uh, I would, like I say, fishing by 11, you know, because everyone gets there, like they're kind of, you know, overwhelmed at first. Oh, my God. And then then (laughs) they they might start getting too comfortable. Everyone like go sit down like, oh, my God, the burritos are delicious. Start cracking beers. (laughs) Yeah. And, And so then a little bit of lollygagging goes on. And, you know, so I'll be rushing you, you know, to keep you kind of on schedule. Like, let's just go. I mean, like you'll. That first day is super important I think. You know, you work out all the bugs in your tackle, you get yourself completely ready so that way like if it's a Friday to Monday so we just fish Friday now. Saturday and Sunday we're out there all day like you're prepared to do what you need to do. You know what I mean? Which is we're there so to catch, awesome. you know what I mean, and have a good time. So
2: Yeah, and that night and the and the subsequent nights are that's your time to chill in the garage and, oh, and get your stuff ready for the next day, pick all your backlashes out and whatever right. you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Respool. New like line. we have a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. We do
3: a lot of respooling at night. So, um, it's important to, to rest. I mean, you, you know, don't come down and like, if you want to party like Coblos is a spot. You know what I mean? Like Cedros <laughs> is a spot to come and like, I got things for you to do like a lot, you know what I mean? Like good fishing in a lot of areas. Um, I pride myself on not going to the same spot every day, you know, like I've told you many times, my favorite report is when someone tells me there's no fish in that area. Like I'm definitely going the next day. It's 100%. Like if the weather's good, if they said there's no fish in Punta Norte, we're going because they don't fish our style. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're not looking for what I'm looking for. They're not, they're just blowing through areas. And of course you're not catching anything. Like if you're just trying to, cause you're too nervous that you're not with the fleet, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest thing, man. I want to be away from everybody if I can, you know what I mean? And. The yeah. island's huge. It's it's absolutely gigantic, you know. So if you find the right conditions, current, find some bait around maybe. You know what I mean? Current's your key. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you've got good current somewhere, like your chances of finding a good bite on something is really good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like everything starts with calico fishing. That's something else I tell people. Like if we get a good calico bite going, the other bigger fish, they come through. They want to know what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They want to eat too. There's no Albertsons for any of those guys. You know what I mean? Like so <laughs> – they're just curious and thinking easy meal. So mm-hmm. um, that's all my big fish episodes come off of a good calico bite. Like it's it's funny how hand in hand they go. Badass. Yeah.
0: Tony, are you fired up to go now?
1: Oh, my gosh. I've never fished down there before. I've never. Well, <laughs> the only time I fished in Mexico is if we're down in like Bonta Bank, you know, but we're like miles offshore right. on the boat. <laughs> so for me, like this, this is drawing me in and it's getting me so fired up because now I get to fish. <laughs> I have time to fish. And, you know, I've, I've caught a ha- a lot of big fish in my life. I want the small guys, the ones that I can catch like 20 in a couple hours and not be just dead <laughs> and I get mean, to enjoy it.
0: To be fair, I mean, I've, we've caught 20 calicos in half an hour down Perfect. there. Perfect.
1: It's this unreal. is my style right
2: yeah. here <laughs> and you're a little, ti- little tired
0: a little bit a little yeah. bit I mean by the end of the day your shoulders about to fall off.
2: Well the, the sheer number of cat I always come back from a, a place like Cedros or, or wherever Anywhere where you just go Gonzaga Bay same mm-hmm. deal. I go down there with the mindset I'm gonna make a thousand plus casts in a day and that's the approach. That's Absolutely. how you fish and I like fishing. You could you have the luxury of fishing mackerel if you want. You can send dropper loops down, you can fly line baits, you can slow troll if that's what you want to do. Right. If I'm traveling to go fish, I wanna catch fish on artificial the way I want to catch fish, which is just casting right. and, and, and watching the fish eat my lure. Right. And so I always come back from a trip like Cedros or Gonzaga or even Florida. I don't know like I don't even think about live bait when I'm in Florida. And then and then you come back and you're like, why am I not fishing like that at home? Like, there's sometimes you get so drawn into all these different techniques and dissecting this little thing and that little thing, and and sometimes you just need to spend time with a jig in the water. Mm-hmm. And and I come back from trips like that where like I just reflect and I'm like, all I all I did was just cast and cast and cast mm-hmm. and cast and really get in tune with that one bait and, or mm-hmm. whatever. <clears throat> And so I, I kind of get this motivation to take that approach at home. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, I get joy out of that. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and that's one of the things too. I mean, I never touched a live bait when we were down there except for making bait in the morning. But yeah. I saw some of the biggest yellows I've ever seen in my life slurp stick baits in 30 feet of water <laughs> and stand absolutely no chance. But I did land a couple big fish. hmm That's like, that's what you're traveling there to go do. Absolutely. But the thing is, you fish any way you want. Right. You want to put a shrimp down on the bottom and catch sheephead. You want to catch fish on live bait and perfect that. You know, I mean, that's the way you can do it whatever way you want. Right. Yeah. I, when people come to my place, like I'll make bait,
3: but I really try to press everyone to throw artificial stuff because we don't do it enough up here. Like Mm -hmm. how we just said, and you need to learn the reason you don't do it is because you're not catching like yeah. because you're doing something wrong like and it's always something subtle it's never you're either going too fast too slow it, it's you're holding your rod in the wrong position like and down there you have a chance to get bit like mm-hmm. fishing something different than live bait and so that's where you're going to learn how to use your surface iron you're going to learn how to use your stick bait like a lot of guys are strictly, I mean, that's where I learned how to use stick baits. I was always just surface. I'm like, i never throwing these things. You know, I I feel and like Kevin just, he forces that stuff. And, oh, Kevin. But once you get bit a few times, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know? And then you start perfecting it more and you have to pay attention to what you're doing. Like you, live bait is pretty simple. Like you throw the thing out there, you know what I mean? And you kind of, you're watching your thumb and you just blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, boom, you see in your bit, you know, it's kind of easy, you know? With any sort of jig, doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you have to pay attention to everything that you're doing. Like if you're not, you're it's not swimming correctly, and you're probably not getting bit. That's why you're not getting bit because yeah. you're not paying attention enough. You know what I mean? It's all. It's everything. It's, it's your reel. If your reel's not bringing in your line smoothly, like your jig's not swimming the same. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's. It, how old is your line? You know what I mean? What rod are you using? It's. It, there's so many things. You know. where the
2: position of your rod like that. With a stick bait, I think it's critical. You know Position I mean? of your line. Tony, wouldn't you say that, like, over the last five, six, seven years of this consistent, insane fishing we've had locally here, that you've seen people open up to other techniques and get better at it? Like, the the only opportunity back in the day really was to catch a fish on a fly line bait or a little sliding egg sinker ahead of, like, a... number four hook you know back like from the albacore days but then we've had this consistent opportunity for people to try new techniques and actually like kind of hone in on what they feel like they're good at and then perfect it now it's like isn't that kind of crazy we we are kind of adopting this culture of like learning how to fish different ways i feel florida japan australia new zealand like they were doing this stuff all way ahead of us now we're, we have the consistency in our fishery and like, you've probably seen it firsthand firsthand people that could came on the boat probably a couple years ago. And you're like, Ooh, <laughs> see, I saw it <laughs> and, every and day, and then you see these people that become regulars and they evolve with these certain techniques. Like it's pretty cool, right? You yeah,
1: see, I, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I definitely saw it the last few years. Um, in and it's what's amazing is that it, it's not just the techniques, but it's also the mechanics of the reels and the techo- technology to get better fluorocarbon, stronger fluorocarbon, thinner fluorocarbon, but it's still strong. So you have all these things that are kind of happening simultaneously from getting better tackled to getting better manufactured reels. So the gear's definitely improving as people are getting better in their techniques and in getting bluefin, especially. And you know, I saw that with, um, the speed jigging that's going on right now.
2: Yep, the and, guys that are good at that are, and gals are like really good and they <laughs> nailed
1: it, but that type of vertical jigging, it's not like it's brand new. It, it might be new to this West coast. SoCal fishery, but people have been doing that on the East coast for years. People have been doing that in Japan for far much longer, if anything, that's where it originated. Yeah. And it's been done in Australia. So I feel like just now we're kind of coming on that trend. But, yeah, seeing seeing the different trends, you know, when people saw that all that bluefin was on those little micro chovies, and now it's the cult snipers that are heavier or the lures that just have that smaller profile, but they're heavier to kind of mimic that micro bait. <laughs> Advances like that, it's allowing people to get fish that they couldn't get before off a of jig.
2: That That's so cool. I feel like as a whole, our community is getting better at fishing. And there's, I mean, part of it's resources, but it's also opportunity. There's so much more opportunity to catch fish. Like, I just can't get over how good the fishing's gotten here. But you go down, I guess my point is coming full circle. You go down to a place like Sidros, and to Jeff's point about being able to practice like, you really get an opportunity to experience fishing like it was 30, 40, 50 years ago. And it's your best opportunity to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. You get so in tune with fishing a jig or a stick bait or whatever it is you choose to hone in on. But the opportunity is there. It's a great to learn. It's a it's great
0: crazy. opportunity to bring all the jigs that you don't fish, typically.
2: To get them scratched up you so you don't it. look like a coot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Well... Let's talk about that for a minute because okay. yes, the plane can hold everything, but <laughs> you know what I forty mean? pounds, like, right? Yeah, Salvation Army is a better spot for that stuff. No, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's like yeah, I try to keep everyone thirty to fifty pounds. You know, obviously, I want to send you home with with fish. Um, I'm I send out lots of emails because I want you to bring down what you need. You know what I mean? Instead of bringing down a bunch of stuff because. It's not a short walk. Like, when you cross the CBX from that point until you get to our plane, it's it's a waste. You know what I mean? So, we have to have you pack accordingly so you can carry all the stuff. You know what I mean? So, we'll get you pretty dialed in. But I tell everyone, bring what I'm telling you to bring. But then if you do have a couple of those special jigs that you've always wanted to try, definitely bring those. Because you might show me something. Like, you know, there was a dude that came. He brought this. It was three colors of chartreuse. It was like the chartreuse orange yellow and green that it was a swim bait, little four inch swim bait that he brought that I thought that's the silliest thing I've ever seen. And until he ran out of them, like the yellowfin tuna would not stop biting that thing. Like they just (laughs) ate every single one of them, you know? So that's cool. You always learn. I, I'm not Mm -hmm. afraid to, you know, but I tell people like try to be specific because I want you to stay focused too. Like if you bring down too much variety of stuff, then you're going to get sidetracked. And then you're going to wonder why you don't have 40 fish. And that's going to be why, because you've got five rods on your kayak or
2: on the boat and you're switching too much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Are you telling, kind of sending like a week in advance report? Like, hey, hey, here's going on, what's going on with the fishing? Yeah. You may tune your tackle to this or whatever. I start a month back. Like, I start
3: letting people know what's going on. Because the more knowledge you have, then you know what to expect. You know what I mean? You're going to pack correctly. You're going to come down. You're going to have it, like if the bugs are biting us ridiculously, mm. like I'm going to let you yeah. know. You know what I mean? So you can plan for that. Like I don't want you to be blinded by anything. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're, there's only Takati light. Like if you're a beer drinker, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Sorry. You know what I mean? Like just be prepared. You know what I mean? Like, thing, you know,
2: that's, that's a silly like iced one. That's tea. But. I like that's yeah. good stuff to have down there. See, there's the red I mean. or the blue. That's Got two how options. We, that's how we order it. Exactly. What's, what is blue? Oh, that's the that's light. The light. Yeah, that's the light. Yeah. Yeah. That's the light. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Well, Jeff, I w- I will say how you've been down there with Jeff at least a couple times, right?
2: Just once. Just once. Yeah. Okay. same with me. It was a hell of a trip. I have some serious memories burned into my brain from that trip, uh, and, uh, and that was one trip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think every trip down there is an opportunity to have a new set of those like burned into your brain memories. Totally yeah. so oh. ingrained.
0: For sure. For sure. I mean, how to me when I went down there, when was that? Twenty one, I think. Twenty one. Um, we had Darren, we had Steve, Brian, uh, Tim, Ted, all those guys. Basically, those guys going down there is like almost, it's very, um, the word that we came up with spiritual. Hmm. Almost they're like going into a, ret- a, ret- a retreat, going to our friend Jeff's house because mm-hmm. it's exactly like that. Everyone had their own rooms Right. and the food was awesome and it was just so different from what you're typically used to either going on a sport boat long range or just going anywhere else going to a resort
3: exactly yeah i i i you're coming on a vacation with me like Mm -hmm. and it means a lot like that's how i feel about it and you're staying literally at my personal house so um it'd be like if you came to visit me in temecula and we're gonna go fish skinner or diamond valley something like that like it's the same i just want to treat you everyone like we're friends and um, you know, I built a pizza oven so we could have pizza night. Like oh, just so have fun, I you know, my what I mean favorites. like <laughs> it's, it's super fun, you know, uh we catch our own meal one day, you know what I mean, when mm-hmm. we're going to have fish taco night or or, or she's going to bake the fish or whatever, you know. So it just try to, you know, like I said, you're coming on a vacation, I take it really personal. I want to show you a really good time. Like number 1, I want you to have a good time and then number 2, I want you to come back next year so we can do it again, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um I try to mix it up. I really try to talk to everyone about what they want to do. And I always tell people don't come down with too big of expectations. Tony and I were talking about that earlier. Like you can get too caught up in, Oh my God, I need my personal best or I need a 50 pound yellow or something like that. Like you're going to miss out on a bunch of stuff, like, like really fun stuff that we can go do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, just being open, uh, allowing me to show you a new adventure because I love taking a chance. That's the most fun part about Cedros. Like, I just feel like when you roll the dice over there, man, you're just, it's it's super big. I've been doing it for since 2013, 14, where I've been down there just fishing, doing my own thing, mm-hmm. and then started the tour in 16, like fishing the same exact style, like going exactly only where I want to go, not where anyone else is telling me that we want to go, and it's it's paid off. Like, like how he was saying, 30 to 40 years ago, that's how Clemente was, or Catalina, where you just show up someplace. There's birds like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You show up now and you're like, there's seals. You know what I mean. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's not you know. So down there you have a, that good opportunity to explore, have a good adventure, find your own fish. And
0: on the note of exploration, how did you get a chance to go fish the north side of the island when you were down there?
2: A little bit. I think the weather was not weather cooperative. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. F- f- to really do it right or how we wanted to mm-hmm. at right. least. So we did fish that side a little bit, um, but I don't think it was too friendly weather-wise. Yeah. It's, it gets although, tough. Although, that although, point gets tough. Huh? Although there's plenty of places to tuck in there's on so many, yeah. any side of the island. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you just kind of cater yourself to that. It's There's never not going to be a place where you can get out of the wind. So you're on an yeah, Island. So yeah. if it's
3: blowing Northwest and you know, we're going to stay on the front side pretty much that day. And mm-hmm. there's great fishing. All you gotta do is get up there by the North point. There's so much stuff going on up there. It's endless coves that like the top five miles of that Island is ridiculous. Like, Oh yeah. Even if all the boats went up there, there's fish to be had in any one of those coves. If you just take the time, you know what I mean? But everyone, they're just, they're so keyed in. Like they're either like looking for birds or being very specific. You know what I mean? So, um, Listening to the island is one of the key factors.
0: I think fishing the North, actually, I don't think I know, fishing the North End where um, we were there, and you were on our boat, our pang of that day, and we were literally just going in and out of those coves, right through those kelp lines, mm-hmm. and just literally as long as you had a good timed cast, it was, I mean, rock solid. Every single cast was producing. It was unbelievable, mm-hmm. and there was three of us. all of us on the bow and all that. Yeah. And it was like, you just get into that rhythm where like, okay, this guy's going to go right now. Then you step up and it's almost kind of like a sport boat similar, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was remarkable. That was my favorite place out of the entire island.
3: Yeah. It's It's beautiful. It is. It's rad. It has to have current though, back there. Like it's super critical for current on the backside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I've learned at that, at that Island. So just about anywhere, if you find good current, Mm -hmm. um, something's going to happen. So,
0: you know, one thing that I do know about you, Jeff, is that island means a lot to you.
3: I mean, that's. It really does. <laughs> like it's, I don't know what happened, but that first trip, man, like I stepped off the plane and like I felt my whole body change. I really did. Like I've mm. had some crazy spiritual moments. I was raised Catholic. Like we're kind of not, you know, you don't kind of really believe in superstitions and ghosts and stuff like that. But when, I mean, I experienced it. Like I, I had these episodes on the backside of the island. There's a little fishing village back there called Porto Escondido it's been abandoned for many many years and in that cove and it, i don't know if it was just a fluke we just we went in there one day we were fishing it's 2 hours from town it takes forever no one goes really goes goes back there and so we were wide open calico bite and i hadn't really caught sea bass at that island up until this point and all of a sudden, it was my first episode where there they go. You know what I mean? Watched them swim under the boat. And just underhand lob my swim bait right to them. Boom. tick, Looks like a largemouth, Like, it was crazy. Like, you know, 40-pounder. Like, you know. <laughs> so I did that for six weeks. And so I would have days over there where we'd get, like, I got a 54 one day, a 25. A lady on the boat got a 29. Oh and God. then she lost a huge one. And whenever we lost them, they was done for the day. I don't know what it was, but... <laughs> I had a couple moments back there, you know what I mean, where that island, like, people were talking to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I went back that day and talked to Christian and all my guys and said, hey, we're gonna go there and have lunch, like, because they were, something said, hey, come and sit and, you know, like, have lunch or something, and so I told my guys, and they were like, oh, where, you know what I mean, and I told them the camp, and they were like, no, like, we're not going, like, there's ghosts there, and I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, they, they're, they're taught, you know but it is it's such a special spot and it's more than just fishing there like that's it there's like deer and there's just great exploring um, yeah you see
2: deer on the beach right,
3: right I, i've videoed cove. yeah i've yeah. videoed them like eating fur off of like dead seals and stuff like yeah. that like i mean you know i mean it's a tough place you, you eat whatever you can i guess you know <laughs> like, so but uh it, there's the exploring there like just to have the boat take you ashore, and then just walk up one of the arroyos. I, I mean, it's it's really really scenic. I mean, those are some of my favorite things to do. The beach on the backside of the island, it's ten or twelve miles long. I mean, it's just so fun you, to go. Explore. Do you offer
2: like exploratory days if people want to do that? And I absolutely work that would. into their trip. Yeah,
3: absolutely. All they have to do is tell me what they want. You know, it doesn't have to be about the fishing. You know, I tell everyone too. Like, I mean. Guys, they love to, you know, fish sun up to sundown, you know, but by day three, like they're dying. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> remember, like you're coming to Sedros. Like you are definitely already on the fish. Like it's not always a morning bite. Like it's not. Like I've launched my boat plenty of times after working hard on the place where you guys all get to stay. Like I'd work all day and then launch my boat and smash them. You know what I mean? Go out for 45 minutes. It's just it you're on Sedros. Like so, yeah. you know, you can. We can have a nice night and, you know, sleep till six, sleep in an extra hour or whatever so you're not, you know, totally exhausted out there. I love having beach barbecues, too. Like, that's another oh. great way to break up the day. It's an hour out of your day, you know what I mean? Like, typically, 12 to 1 a lot of times, I don't care where you're fishing, you know what I mean? It seems like it's just kind of like a doldrum period, you know what I mean? Like, and it's no better time to go ashore for a little bit and, you know, we love like barbecue and burgers or... I'll have someone in town make us little a little pot of something, you know, eh, I don't want you to sleep. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like a, We'll eat, explore a little bit. Then we get back in the boat because something's about to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just need to we'll make a little move and, you know, then we get a nice afternoon session. So we got more to talk about once we get back to the house. You know what I mean? So, yeah. A yeah.
2: little reset. Sometimes it's all you need.
3: Yeah. It really does help. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like because you get kind of tunnel vision like in you know, especially if it's a tougher day. You know what I mean? Like you get super tunnel vision at that point and you just need to step aside for a second and typically you'll figure something else out right away. So
0: you know, one thing I love about your your operation, I mean it's almost like all la cart. If you want to do straight artificial only bass deal, you can do that. Right. If you want to go after the yellow tail, you can do that too. Right. Or you can just go off on, you know, just a tour of, of any kind of sorts and you're there, you're all about it.
3: Yeah. No, but- I, I really want to cater to whoever comes down. Um, I try to, you know, obviously group you up if there's three guys that want to, you know, chase yellows that day or something like that. Like I make sure you guys go in the boat together so that, you mm-hmm. know, we we can stay specific and focused on what you, you want to do again. You're down here for a vacation. I'm not trying to dictate where we go. Like. I'm not going to put us in the weather. I hate fishing in the weather, so I'm going to do my best. Like, I don't want us to do that, but, um, I'm going to try to talk you into Chester's if you don't want to go, because once I take you once, you're going to ask me to take you every single time. (laughs) Even if you're not a bass person, I will turn you into a bass person. Like if I can get you there with Corey's weedless, give me 15 minutes. If I can find current, I get a good drift next to that rock. Like I guarantee you're going to love calico bass fishing after that. It's a 100%. That's, that's, that's there's nothing more fun. I mean, it's ridiculously fun over there and there's, Great yellowtail fishing there that most people don't really
2: know about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, you fish not... heavy, right? For me, I know you use that <laughs> thirty-five pound. That's all that do. was that was a one-time <laughs> deal, man. I've I've been trained
3: since then. Like Antonia and I were talking about it earlier. It's if I'm going there, it's eighty to eighty. Like it's eighty yeah. pound braid For to 80, absolutely, because you don't know what you're going to get. And if a big one like Corey so used to crazy. say, if you hook an, an eight or bigger, like you're, it's going to break a big you. Yellow, off.
2: yeah, it's. Yeah, our, our Pongero one day, he was like, because I, I think I broke off on 60 or something like that. And so I upgraded to 80. And he's like, oh, only 100. I only fish 100 pound. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't bring any 100 pound, but yeah, I hear I you. Yeah, I don't reckon. I mean, I, I, I tell I everyone. <clears throat> you know, yeah, I'm 40 not saying that
3: what... The calicos don't care. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a reaction bite. They genuinely do not care. You're gonna hook a yellow throughout this that period, so your your bass gear needs to be in good shape. Like you're you know you're gonna be fishing your tranks three hundreds or four hundreds. Or I'm an Okuma guy. That's all I I use the Komodos. They're super strong. I catch world records with them. I tell everyone. So yeah, True, <laughs> girl. You know true I mean? story. True story. Absolutely.
0: How so? How are things? I can imagine you probably
3: talked to Chris. How is Christian? By the way, Christian's fantastic. Um, everyone McQueen. Um, Lulu unfortunately um, lost her mother. Uh, I think uh, it's been about a month now, um, so um, little sad times there. But you know that's mm-hmm. you know part, you know part of life. So yeah. we all have to deal with that. But everyone's there. They're all waiting. Um, they kind of branched off over these couple years while I, I was down um, and went to other spots. And but they're all coming back. Like everyone, as soon as Christian started calling them to see, you know, if they wanted, you know, what they were doing. Everyone, you know, and they have good opportunities at the other spots. Obviously, everyone the other tours are really busy, and we're going to be bouncing back. and I'm hoping to have you know 10 or 15 groups this year, which is looking like you know possibility. So, um, but just to feel that my family coming back like that, you know what I mean? It feels Get good. Band the, back together. the The, the people of that island like they pretty much accepted me from day one, so that's why I'm all in down there. I do anything I can to help anyone, anyone that calls me, whatever. I try to you know we try to make it happen for them. Like we're very big on sharing fish like because i know the other places try to sell it you know what i mean so like i i tell everyone just to come to our house and we'll give them fish like because i think that's lame i mean there's so much fish like you're gonna sell it to your neighbor like you know Mm -hmm. no like so we're very big on you know the i don't like to freeze fish like so i try to tell everyone like i'm gonna send you back with fresh fish then you can do whatever you want with it once you get home you can freeze it then you know what i mean so Maybe that first day, if you're especially if you're on a a full week, like we're gonna have almost four days of fishing, mm-hmm. like those first couple days, like man, we're just sharing everything in town. Like, let's catch it and we'll share it. Like they love whitefish, they love sheephead. You know what I mean? Of course they love yellows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't keep too many calicos. I'm not too, you know, like I'll do it for our one meal because calico is delicious. So I like to do it. You know, and if someone wants to come down and keep a couple calicos, like I kind of have a. Like a built-in slot limit that we try to do, you know, follow, like, places right. that are successful, like Florida, Texas, Louisiana, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, slot limits work, you know what I mean? Like, it's proven, you know what I mean? So yeah. the calicos need to be weaned out just like any other fish. And down there, they're thick. I mean, sometimes the one to threes, like, you can't get through them to get yeah. to something bigger. So to keep a couple of those and, you know, let lulu like cook those things for you like you'll <laughs> be very happy i mean they're delicious you know what i mean yeah. they're delicious what's so.
1: a typical season like because you're down there how many days out of the year like 150
3: roughly um june to october is like the the jewel months um but there's great fishing if we get good weather um in the beginning of the season like march april like i've gone down there during the full moon time right there and fish halibut and it's Pretty much wide open, like twenty fish a day. You know what oh, I mean? Geez. In five to fifteen feet of water, like all plastics. Oh my god! White and I can
2: imagine, yeah. You <laughs> know,
3: rainbow trout's like my secret favorite color for halibut. Believe it or not. Mm. So yeah, interesting. Really love the that one with a red lead head. So um,
1: commit that to memory, Tony. <laughs> Lock it down. Yeah. So <laughs>
3: um, late season gets crazy down there. November, everyone's gone. And that's like the almost one of the best times of year. The water's the warmest, and everything that was up north is kind of coming back down that way to mm-hmm. head to Asuncion and Mag Bay and stuff and and hang out. So we get a good whack at some, you know, marlin or like right there sometimes on those high spots, like a mile off the island. You know, I was gonna not say that everyone that's wants cool. to come down for that, but you know, I've caught yellows every month of the year down there. Like there's no month I have not caught a yellow. So. Well, like in,
0: in November mm-hmm. and yeah, no October, November and all that, you get a legit shot at all kinds of pelagics and all that. Absolutely. Tuna, yep. Wahoo. Earlier Sometimes than that. Wahoo, yeah.
3: Earlier than November, yeah,
1: right?
3: Definitely. Like in July, we'll start seeing like the first Dodo's are like coming around uh, with the warmer okay. water. And they stay all season. But in October, November, that's when you have your chance for the right up to the island. Like <laughs> you can probably get a Dorado from shore, like the Salty Crew guys did that mm-hmm. one year. Or so um because they're swimming right there i mean we you know kevin you know (laughs) my favorite friend like he's you know that dude's caught him in five feet of water over there you know what i mean so um it's a fun time of year at that time um the wind is like the biggest factor because we're 60 miles offshore so the wind is the only thing that kind of keeps us from really going so
0: howie did you kayak fish down there
2: I did. Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: that's one thing that I'll try next time when I go down with you is kayak fishing. I've never done it before, but how is that experience compared to like just fishing the panga at Cedrus?
2: Well, I mean, I'm all about the adventure of kayak fishing. I like being close to the water. I like being my own operator and my own decision maker. And, you know, there's a reason I hop off the panga and get in the kayak. It's because I can do exactly what I want to do, and it's a different experience. And catching big yellows from the kayak is probably one of the funnest ways to fish ever. (laughs) Um, And, you know, what's that high spot that comes up to, like, 40 feet or so off of... I think it's off of Punta Norte, like, a few miles off the island... comes up to about forty feet. There's kelp growing on it, all mm. kinds of stuff. That's off it's the south end. Off the south yeah. end. What's the name of that place? Uh, there's
3: a couple just like there's Punta Banda is one one of the holes yep. right there. Pierda, uh Punta Piedra is that, the other. That one. was the one.
2: Yeah. yeah. So we went out, uh, kind of checked it in the ponga. Right. Our captain said, make a couple casts, see if there's, see what's going on. There was good current and. I mean I almost don't see how that place could not have good current because it's just totally exposed yeah but uh it was it was like probably four foot wind swell close together it wasn't real nice you know but i feel like that fires those yellows up a lot that kind mm-hmm. of like a little wind and stuff and so anyways we pulled up and did a fir- first drift first cast i hooked a yellow second cast another yellow i'm like okay let me <laughs> let me get in the boat and we Absolutely. had drifted Our drift was fast. I mean, we had drifted maybe a half mile past the high spot at that point. (laughs) So there was two pongas, four anglers. We all had kayaks, two per boat. So everybody got in the water and I was kind of the more experienced kayak angler out of the group. So I got in my kayak last. And by that point, we were like way off the high spot. So I turned pedal upswell and everybody's like, by the time I get to where I want to start fishing, everybody's like a ways from me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one phenomenon about Cedros Island is the that these yellows—I don't know if it's a territory thing or whatever—but they were doing their they were getting rid of a shark. And <clears throat> I'll I, I'll let you kind of explain that, but what these yellows do is they come up and they they ram mm-hmm. sharks. Until they vacate the area, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of pedaling oh. up swell and pedaling up swell, and I see this like probably t- you know twenty yard insert twenty yard wide like dark spot coming through the just kind of like just barely crawling down swell. I'm like, the heck is that? Is that <laughs> a like whale shark or what? It was about two hundred yellows on a shark, and these were like twenty to thirty pound fish. Yeah. And so I stood up and made a cast and caught a fish off it, and I thought I had this whole thing on my GoPro, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole the whole experience. I thought I had pushed record, and maybe I did. And sometimes GoPros act funky, but about halfway through fighting this fish, I looked back and my my camera is not running, and I'm like, shoot. Oh. So I turned it on and captured the end of the fight. But like that was the coolest thing that happened to me. On that trip, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like almost like I was looking at all these fish, and I'm like, "Yeah, that one," and <laughs> you know, put a stick bait in front of it, and it was just like, it was epic. But oh, I don't know. I don't remember where exactly I was going with that. But oh,
3: hopefully, straight into the to your, <laughs> your <laughs> trolling motors <laughs> <laughs> that you got, <laughs> so we could fight that current. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how, 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 I, I want to hear about those things. You know what I mean? mean it, <laughs> it, it,
2: so yeah, I guess to to that point. So I work for Newport Vessels now. I was a product manager for Hobie for seven years, and now I work for this company, um, Newport Vessels. And over the last year and a half, we've undergone this big rebranding and really brought the right team on to, to, like, breathe life into this brand. And we are a group of hardcore anglers who are innovating and developing and, like, really on the forefront of this electric outboard motor movement for small watercraft. Our focus is kayak, kayak fishing and small boat fishing and specifically adventure angling. Like it it, on these small watercrafts, you want to get into this, you know, get to untouched water. You weren't able to get to before under your own human power. Not just that be nice to the environment. I mean, these motors are silent. They're brushless, you know, super efficient motors and, and similar, if you've ever gotten behind the wheel of, of an electric car, you realize, like, the amount of thrust, uh, punch that these things have. Like, you step on the gas pedal, and they go. With these little electric outboards, you push the throttle forward or turn the tiller handle, and the thing goes. Like, they're pretty <laughs> impressive. And um, so, anyways, we're just a group of hardcore anglers that are committed to innovation and, like, driving this – Path forward for electric outboards, and yeah, I mean, if you had one of those on the back of your kayak at Cedros, you like the opportunities could be endless. You know, mm-hmm. just the the swiftness in which you could get back up swell and get back into position on stuff because there's a lot of current moving around that island. Like, you make a few casts, you can be you can be way out of the zone, forty yards you easy and, off mm-hmm. the position, and so getting. Getting back up and recasting a few times, and then getting back, or, or just covering ground to get back to the ponga, share some stories, drop off fish, mm-hmm. go meet up with your friends, give them a hand, land in a fish, or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean that that just for running around and especially chasing bird school stuff, I've been a few times now. I've had the luxury of having a our three horsepower equivalent electric outboard on the back of a a kayak chasing bird schools around and, uh, <clears throat> smile. Tony, are you in there? <laughs> I don't know. I think, she was in there. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first experience, first experience with the outboard on the back chasing bird schools was, uh, I put an outback, a Hobie outback on my skiff and ran it out. There was some fish <clears throat> in, uh, I forget what month it was, but kind of hanging out just off, essentially, in La Jolla Canyon. And they were there for kind of camping out for a little while. And uh, I was, I wanted to, for about the last five years, I have wanted to catch a bluefin on my kayak. And there's been plenty of opportunities to beach launch and go run out on your own human power and catch a bluefin. I mean, they've been that close. You know, I caught bluefin in... Fifty feet of water in La Jolla a couple years ago. I just have never timed it to where I took advantage of the opportunity on my kayak. And so when I started working with Newport, one of the things I wanted to do was like I want to I want to capture the whole experience of catching a bluefin on the kayak. And I kind of kind of blew a couple opportunities where it was real close, and I really wanted to beach launch and do it, but. The way the timing worked out, threw the outback on the skiff, ran it out, got into the area where there was good blackbird, and just put the put the boat in the water, popped the nt three hundred on the back, which is the three horse tiller outboard. And the reason I chose that was <clears throat> it's just the easiest, most swift installation. You literally drop it on the bracket, turn the turn the clamp a couple times, and you're gone. So. That was like, that was like the, cause I knew I needed to be quick, right? These bluefin move fast. You can't take half an hour. You're like, okay, we're on a spot of fish in a half an hour. We're going to be fishing. It's not like that. Like I wanted to be fishing in two within like two minutes, you know? So we had the, had the kayak just so, and I've put kayaks in the water from a boat many, many times on these working for Hobie. Like you get this, you get this really down. So I put surf rack pads on the bow rail, had the thing ready to just literally slide in the water, had a bow and stern line tied off. We slid the thing in, pop the motor on, plug it in. I get in. And, you know, I get dished a couple baits and off I go. And so yeah, we we successfully like it took a little time and a little bit of running around. But had I not had that motor, I don't know if I would have been able to capitalize just so that stuff moves so fast. Like mm-hmm. oh, when you're yeah. on a boat watching it. It's moving, but you don't quite tell how fast it's moving. Like, that stuff moves fast. The bird moves fast. The fish move fast. They can be here one minute. Next minute, they're a couple miles away, you mm-hmm. know, so.
1: And then you finally get to them, and then they sink down, and then they pop back up where you just <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, those
2: things are – well, yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> so so I was, I was fortunate, and we kind of took the time with that one fish to – do our, satisfy our content needs and stuff. But I was like, really in in my heart, I was like, let's get more, let's get more, let's go. (laughs) Um, I wanted to not film and do what I needed to do work-wise, but yeah, I held it together.
3: there's more uh, options other than just like the outboard styles, right? Like for the kayak? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Newport was founded in 2011. We're going on 150,000 trolling motors sold. Wow. And we have a whole line of inflatable dinghies. Uh, We have that three-horse tiller outboard. We have a line of Bluetooth lithium batteries. Uh, We have a one point eight horse equivalent kayak outboard, a three horse equivalent kayak Jesus. outboard. And we are we are I mean now I'm trolling over there. You know I, was what I mean? i am just like <laughs> <going>. <laughs> Howie, I know oh, we again. got oh, a couple. I, I'm I'm gonna go wait a minute, wait. Okay, if that stuck if that if that big fish comes back within striking distance off North County this year, I'm gonna go skip flyers off a little
1: off the three horse. <laughs> yeah.
2: I am funny. seriously. Oh, I, 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 d- I wanna do that. That's my it. big goal for the year. Oh yeah, fish wise.
1: Just getting dragged around by a 150 pounder. Well, <laughs> this is you, fun,
2: guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you let it do. Well, my my real safe vision of this involves a flying gaff and a buoy. Um, but yeah, if you, as long as you keep the rod tip positioned at the front of your kayak, you can just let that fish tow you as far and as fast as you want, right. and eventually it's gonna get tired and then. You, once you get up and down on it then you can really pull on it. I mean there's mm-hmm. a lot of buoyancy to a kayak and as long as you don't get sideways you're fine. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. land any I mean there's guys in Italy and Spain that regularly land 200 pounds bluefin off of kayaks. Yeah.
1: That's so crazy.
2: It can be I mean and especially the too. Hobie.
3: You know, they're so maneuverable. That's why I have them down there. They were mm-hmm. you know they're the best ones to me. Super durable and uh you you can just move where you needed to move and um, it becomes that's super an extension important. of your body. Like 100%. that's
2: that's the explanation that I give it. Once you get in tune with it, you're really just touching the, the steering handle here and there to to really dictate kind of the direction of the bow, and then kicking the pedal a little bit here and there. And you have you're not even thinking about it. It's just an extension of your body mm-hmm. and a tool that you use to fight the fish. Absolutely. So yeah, one of
1: these days I'll have one.
2: One Just (laughs) love, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just so fun being close to water. I
3: firmly believe I not I would not have gotten the grouper if I was in a boat. Like if Mm -hmm. with being in the kayak and just staying calm, um, you become a buoy. You know what I mean? And like how he said, eventually you're going to end up over the fish. So if you stay calm, your best opportunity to get a big fish is going to be in, in a kayak for sure, I think.
0: Howie, Jeff's salivating over here over these trolling motors.
2: I got to get man, you one down there on the island. Good, you know, <laughs> there's a
3: lot of good things. Like I'm thinking about, okay, there I am. You know, I hook a lot of yellows in like 10 feet. And the mm-hmm. first thing they do is just sprint, man. And like yeah. you, just, you just can't keep up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like to get back close to them because – you have to stay with them. Everyone, I, you know, I see a lot of guys that go in reverse and stuff like that, or they'll they'll just sit there. Like you cannot sit there. You must chase that fish because he's going to go and he can get around something and then he's yeah. gone.
2: You know what I mean? But those fish just pull harder. down Oh, there they're, too. Yeah. they're
3: mean and like they're trying, trying to proof. get away. I mean, that's yeah. what they're doing. It's crazy. So, like, yeah, like that's why I'm thinking, oh man, like you know. Mm-hmm. be able to keep up a little bit, you know, cause you're <laughs> pedaling your brains out You're You're like trying to pedal at the same time you're cranking, you know what I mean? Like, and then the fish is going crazy and you're trying to keep them in front of you too. It's super important. If you get, if you end up behind you or on the, on your side, that's when you're going to, you have a chance of getting wet. Yeah. Sure. One,
2: one thing too, about the, the motors is that an often overlooked thing, like there's, there's some people have this stigma against motors on a kayaks that you're not kayak fishing anymore. Mm. And, my my take on that is that it, this is an evolved version of kayak fishing. Is it traditional kayak fishing? It's not. But is it, like people are using, this is just where the, the kayak thing is at, motors. And it all got validated through these tournament bass guys that were all, paddling before they were pedaling and pedaling before they were using motors. It's just another tool. It's evolved version of kayak fishing. Like look at just boats and fishing in general. It's a constant evolution, but there's this safety thing to it as well. You know, it not only gives people access to get on the water who may be a little less capable to go pedal 12 or 15 or 20 miles in a day, like it opens up the opportunity to fish new and different places for a lot of people who need a little support, like, you know, or, or maybe they're not physically ready to, to put in that physical effort and, and that amount of stamina to travel 10 to 15, 20 miles in a day mm-hmm. and, and get back. Like, that's the important thing I've seen. We've seen and helped people at La Jolla that have gotten swept south in that downhill current and tr- they've been out all day fishing all day out fishing all Just day. They're gassed. dehydrated, yeah. totally gassed, and they can't get back around the point to get back in the lot into the launch. Like that is something to consider. It's this safety net of being able to get back too. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing where these motors do come into play.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, both of you have many things in <clears throat> common, but one thing it, is you guys have both donated grand prizes to our star tournament, so yeah, First rat. off, thank you.
3: You're welcome.
2: Um, Maybe Jeff can win my prize and I can win Jeff's prize. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Chris could rig that for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not. Oh man. Well, Howie, let's start with you. You you've donated to our grand prize in NK180. Yep. And it's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. One lucky angler. It's gonna walk away with that at the end of the tournament.
2: And yeah, and that's uh about a. I sent a battery with that too, right? I think so. Yeah,
3: yeah. So that's
2: N, a, what, what. What's the number?
0: NK one eighty. So the N, is that
3: semi-auto or N, N, full N, auto?
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 N, N for Newport, K for kayak. So that's kind of our naming convention behind our products. Is like N for Newport, T for tiller, NT three hundred, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, somebody's going to walk away with over $2,000 in retail value in a kayak motor and man. be stoked. So, I hope it goes to somebody who puts it to good use. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. And I hope it helps the entries into the star tournament cuz I, I you man, know, like I'm 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 in yeah. this year. Oh, hell Why yeah. would you not be?
0: It's $40. That's the entry fee and a CCA membership. And you membership. could win a boat, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean or a kayak motor. Or yeah. A kayak motor too. <laughs> I mean, Tony was there. We were. We did a phenomenal job at the last show. We got it. We got off to an epic start. I mean, a lot of people were jazzed about the motor. Jeff will talk about the trip to see Joe's, about the boat, and all that. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, they
1: they saw the list of prizes alone: grand prizes, weekly prizes, additional prizes on top of that. No, mm-hmm. for major ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people, it was oh, this is a no brainer. Send yeah. me up. How much is it? Sure.
2: Yeah, full speed. And and on top of that, you're supporting CCA and the efforts that Mm -hmm. you're making to allow us to continue fishing for generations to come.
0: We're legit trying to make this the biggest tournament in the entire state
2: every year. It should be. There's no reason it shouldn't be.
0: No, I I agree. I agree. Yeah,
2: that's awesome.
0: Jeff, one lucky angler is going to walk away with a trip down to your place for, I think, a four-day trip and all that down to Cedros. Yep, yep. Talk about an epic trip, epic experience.
3: Yeah, I mean, it'll be great if it's someone that's been before, but I'll be even more stoked if it's someone who's never been to Cedros. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because then I get a chance to show them, like, my way. Um, If it's someone that's been to one of the other tours, too, that's fine. I mean, you know, just then they get to experience something different. You know what I mean? But, like, I really hope it's someone who has never been, who maybe was worried or something about Mexico or something like that, because that's exactly the person that I want. So I could show them that it's 100% safe and they're going to have a great time Mm -hmm. and they're going to want to come back with friends next year. That's the beauty of my place. I think the most is like six people tops. Like, I mean, we could, you know, do eight, but we don't want to, like I want just one person per room and it's your group. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you find five friends and you got yourself, like, now it's only you guys at my house. It's you know a no-brainer. I mean? It's really, really fun to have that kind of experience. Um, you just feel like it's your pat for, like, the week, and that that is, it sets us apart entirely. Yeah. I You know, I don't we don't need to, you know, you're on the water all day, everyone. Oh, you don't have an ocean view. Well, you're on the water all day. You know what I mean? Like, here, stare at this beautiful mountain. Sit by this fireplace that well you yeah, can walk you know I
2: mean? literally 200 yards yeah. and have an ocean view exactly oh, yeah. walk, walk down to the end of yeah. the street right there go yeah. sit
3: by the cross you know yeah. that that cemetery right there you're you're visiting the first people that passed away on that island when that place was made back in the 20s most of the graves right there too are children you know because back mm-hmm. in the day there was no especially out there there was no cure for fuel yeah. so
0: yeah I mean it's it's unbelievable how you're right where it's like not that big of a walk. And you're literally overlooking the entire harbor. Yep, whole it's marina right beautiful there. Beautiful
3: image. It is. Yeah, it is. There's great. Some of the best photos that people have given back to me have been from that that area right there, like looking out at the point at sunset, or shining oh. back to the cross or something like that. Yeah, even sunrise. Like guys walk down with their coffee in the morning, like as we're getting everything ready, yeah. and mm-hmm. sit right there for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like great spot to like get yourself in tune and ready to go and. Ready to get blessed by the island because that's what it's all about down there. Like, yes, pay attention. Like, she's gonna give it to you for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. One
1: one thing I have a lot of respect for is, you're the owner, mm-hmm. you're the operator, you're all hands on. Hundred percent. You don't, you know, people who come down to your place, they're. It's not like they don't see you. You're there, start to finish.
3: Four thirty to ten most days. <laughs> <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's
2: like yeah. fishing hours. Yeah. That must yeah, get that's, tiring.
3: You know, you, of course, I can't sit here and say that some days you're not tired, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's important, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's. Uh, I'm trying to represent the island to you, you know what I mean? Like, that's my main goal. So I'm trying to show you what it has. And I like to do things like, everything that I enjoy doing down there, I know most people will, like, going to the, the hot dog stand, like, it sounds like, what do you mean, hot dog stand? No, man, I remember it's like the best hot dogs that you'll ever have. <laughs> the true. experience alone is crazy. You're down there with everyone in town. You know what I mean? We're supporting someone, which is even more important. You know what I mean? Like, all those kind of things. Like, that's my biggest thing is, like, we're down there. We must show respect. You got to give back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, give back. You're
1: supporting local.
3: If we go for a walk on the beach, I hand everyone a trash bag because there's more plastic than we could ever pick up. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's just endless. You know what I mean? And just give me, help me out for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, and then we bring all that stuff back and put it in the dump and then it ends up back out there anyway, probably, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know. well
0: in order to win the trip to c dress in order to win the uh the electric motor you gotta register for star cca california.org forward slash star um for all the rules all the information how to register and everything and uh guys like you said simple no-brainer 40 dollars yeah that's all it takes and yeah. a cca membership but it's it's- super
3: super easy i mean to come down to my place like you're gonna I didn't really explain what they get, but it's it's an all inclusive trip. You know yeah. what I mean? Like once you're signed up and okay, you win the trip. It's just like you signed up. It's the same thing. Like your it's your plane ride. It's all of your. If you don't have a fishing license, I'll take care of it because I like to have everything in the same packet. It's all your bridge passes for going across the CBX, so you don't have to worry about that. I take care of it all. Keep it all. You know, it's your visa. We have it all filled out. All you have to do is sign it, so we get it stamped as we go across the border. Super super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the airfare, all of your stay at my house all of your meals. Um, I can't sell beer, so I'll take you to the store. You know what I mean? So bring some <laughs> bring some beer money. Fair like enough. It's, it's, you know, like that's, you know, yeah. again, you're supporting down there. I'll take you to the t-shirt shop. You know what I mean? But everything else is on me, where we go fish, the pongas, all that stuff. So um, all your fish processing, Epic. you know what I mean? Like all of it. It's just like you're just become a, just another guest at the house. So I
0: cannot wait to go back. It's, I think you're going to like gonna it. Be-
3: this year should be a really good year. Um, the it's still biting down there. Like there's still fish being caught when the harbor is open. There's been a lot of wind, um, but the conditions are still good. The water looks good still. Um, and like I said, every time Christian's family can get out, like they're, you know, catching lobster still, like it's just about to end right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's the 15th. So by next, next week it's over for them for that, but then they'll start doing fishing and stuff like that, but they're still catching, you know what I mean? Like, and the bottom dwellers never stop biting, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. um, Christian and his family, like his dad, especially like some of the best black sea bass fishermen, you know. And I promote it. Like I, there's no reason like we can't catch them up here, but it's delicious to eat, you guys. It really mm-hmm. is. It's fantastic. You know what I mean? Uh, I kind of have another slot limit, you know, fifteen yeah. to like hundred pounds. Like it's a great fish. We get them all day long on swim baits, like mm-hmm. on on the iron, like mostly swim baits. But the iron, the hookup bait, like very very good tool down there on the island for me. Mm-hmm. Very good tool in San Quentin. I just whacked them. <laughs> on the hookup bait, like it's a good tool, man. Yeah, it's a really good tool.
0: So. Well, Jeff, before we get going, how do we book a trip with you? You're taking reservations still this year, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're 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 uh, taking spots for this year. Um, you can go on our website casadesedros dot com. You got to do the little yep. hyphens in there. Um, Throw in casa hyphen day hyphen dot com. Um, you'll see my phone number on there um, 760-412-2507. That's the best way, like. Call me direct. Let's talk about your trip. Let's get you signed up correctly um, mm-hmm. with what you want, like, you know, let you pick your dates and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's an email, casa de cedros at yahoo.com, nice. if you want to do that. We have Instagram. It's the same handle. Mm-hmm. Um, no Facebook yet, but hmm. we'll get there. Man. I'm slowly picking away at it. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but plenty. I mean, if you call me, I'm going to answer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I'll talk you right through the super easy process, man. It doesn't yeah. get any simpler. You know what I mean? Like, just Hell get yeah. on the plane. That's all I tell everyone. How you, you want, want just to get on the plane?
0: <laughs> you want to get on the plane? Let's go.
2: Um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's <laughs> yeah. yeah. get out to go of this back. rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> how,
0: how about you? How do we get in touch with you? How do we get a, uh, a Newport motor?
2: Well, if you want to learn more about Newport or purchase a Newport, um, NewportVessels.com is the best place to start. And Newport Vessels Motors on Instagram. We've nice. got a YouTube channel, Facebook. Oh, yeah. we got it all gone, except TikTok. Yeah. Getting get there. Getting there?
0: Yeah. yeah, same with us. Same with us. Hmm. Tony, as the only person in the room that has not been to Cedros, how fired up are you?
1: Well, way to make me feel even more <laughs> left out, Chris. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, <laughs> do I'm just sitting over here frothing like, oh, when am I going to go? Is my schedule open this year? Can I do it? Yeah. Isn't there
2: a CCA California team building event? Uh, to to sit, actually, that's outside? what I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah, Chris.
0: When is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When is that, Jeff?
0: <laughs> November. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wayne said he was picking some dates for you guys to. Oh, cool. Cool. Pay for everything and take you down there.
0: We will uh, hold you. him
3: to that. Thanks, for sure. Wayne.
1: Yeah. Thank you,
3: Wayne.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, this hour flew by. Thank you guys so much for popping in. And uh, we'll have to have you guys both back, hopefully together soon.
3: Anytime. No, yeah. this was a great opportunity, and talking with Howie always—I could talk fishing forever. So hell yeah. And now learning yeah. about these motors. Me too. And the,
0: yeah. When uh, when are you going to the island next? Do you know?
3: I'm hoping March. Like that's the the planes down in Monterey right now, Mexico mainland Mex. Uh, mm-hmm. Finishing all the permit process. It's going to come up to Tijuana. Hopefully uh, late February, and then by March I should hopefully get down there for my first time. I need to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the main house is fine, but I got. I'm trying to build my cliff house at the same time so i need to get down and lay that
2: thing out so (laughs) wait so is march sea bass season down there what'd you say sea bass season Uh, that's what i want to for me
3: my favorite month for sea bass is july honestly like july there's a dead time at Cedros. like may is crazy no one even knows about it like it goes ridiculous in may and uh memorial weekend's a great weekend for fishing we're 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 booked this year for that already but um and then by mid-june things start getting weird down there until about almost mid July, till right like after a Fourth transitions yeah, like type deal. just right up until we're right before Fourth of July, it seems like like the, that two week period. I don't know if like maybe the yellows had spawned or something weird. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but then you you come right then end of June, then now you're now you're like okay, yellows are starting to come around again, but you're like your chance at like a, a white sea bass is it goes up oh,
2: yeah. dramatically. So <laughs>
3: um, oh, that's kind of my favorite month for for white sea bass. Awesome. Everyone's like August, September, like in i think i <laughs> early season to me i mean i have caught them i i my last fish i caught was in january in like 180 feet on the hookup bait oh my i gosh. got a 36 like right before i left it down there in january you know what i mean like deep water fishing reds and other pinto bass like i love fishing wow. pinto bass yeah i okay. got a 36 pounder in 180 feet so <laughs> they go deep Do they'll live anywhere you know what i mean like they well, follow the food like everything
0: else. So. I will say if you need a uh, any anglers on a shakedown trip or anything like that, nice um, I know three right here for sure.
3: Absolutely. Hell Total yeah. exploratory
1: yeah. mission.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a good, a Hell good yeah.
0: plan. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate you guys being here and uh yeah, well, let's catch up soon
3: for sure. Absolutely. See you guys at the fishing shows, right? Oh that's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Uh, hopefully you guys could come and, and hang out in our yeah, in I'm our trying brand to come new booth. hang with you in Del Mar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Del Mar PCS is coming up. Yeah, PCS
3: can't wait for that one.
0: Yeah, the one in Bakersfield—that's gonna be cool too.
3: Yeah, you were just talking about that. So yeah, you got to come fun. up for that. I might, I might have to. Cool. Have you too, to. Howie, for sure. Bakersfield's a long
2: ways away. But I know. I see what I can do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well,
0: thank you guys so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Go follow us. Uh, on youtube as well at coastal conservation association of california and uh, follow us on the the podcast wherever you get your podcast and that's it we will see you guys next week take care